everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about how to get inspired to lose weight because this is something that you got to get good at because you're going to have to do it repeatedly, unfortunately, right? We can't just expect we're going to get really excited in the beginning and then maintain that excitedness straight out for weeks, months, or years, you know? And I think people make a big mistake here where you really, a lot of people are trying to rely on that initial burst of motivation and inspiration to carry them through to the finish line. <laughs> but it's silly, you know, because A, even if you're just thinking about the weight loss part of it, you know, again, most people, it's going to take months or a year or two to get to their goal weight. And um, so you, and then, then you want to keep the weight off, right? So being good at knowing how to motivate yourself, how to inspire yourself to want to lose weight is just such an important factor. And so few people really focus on this and know how to do it. So how do we get ourselves inspired? Um, because I think a lot of people's intuitions of how to do this are kind of wrong, right? So what we want to do is we want to use pain and pleasure, right? We want to use both of them. And this is really important because a lot of times people intuitively tend to just rely on pain. You know, because usually when people get fired up, inspired, motivated to lose weight, there's like a spontaneous pain-based event that happens. And it's, uh, you know, they either step on the scale, see a picture of themselves, the clothes don't fit, they go to the doctors, someone says something, and they get so upset that they say, that's it, I got to do, I got to change this. And they try and rely on that pain to get them to take the actions that are going to get the results they want. This is a very ineffective way to make this happen though, because your brain is a pleasure seeking mechanism. Okay. So pain absolutely serves a place, right? There's no doubt about that. However, it's not enough to usually carry you through to the, to actually achieving the goal because your brain doesn't want to feel pain all the time. So if you're trying to always like beat yourself up, focus on how you look like shit in that picture, how terrible you feel, <laughs> if that's your motivation strategy, you're going to find that pretty soon you don't even want to think about your weight because it's all built around feeling bad about yourself because that's how you think you motivate yourself, you know? So the first thing is we do want to use pain um, because what we're looking to do is create a propulsion system where we have pain pushing us and we have pleasure pulling us towards the goal. So the secret about using pain is very simple. It's that usually when it comes to weight, the pain you're experiencing with that weight is a chronic dull pain. So I know you know the pain of the weight, but you're experiencing like a heavy backpack, you know, and you're kind of trudging along and you know it's painful and you don't like it. But because it's chronic and dull, you're not doing anything to fix it either. So we want to sharpen up the pain that you're experiencing. And the way you do this is to, again, reflect on, you want to put yourself into a, an okay place because you don't want to be emotionally in a bad place to do this because we want to do it logically. But start looking honestly, like at what are some of the effects of the weight in the short term and in the long term on your health, on your lifespan, on your quality of life, on your relationships, um, on how you feel day to day, how you're you know thinking, feeling, living, all of these things there and really tap into the pain of it. Um, and I think you know how to do that though, okay? So where I want to spend more time is the flip side of that propulsion system is the pleasure. And this is the same process, but it's towards all the pleasure. At your goal weight, when you take control of your weight, when you take control of your health and your lifestyle, what is going to happen for you, right? What is the pleasure of living as that version of you? And don't just let it be aesthetic. Don't just let it be, I want to look better, you know? Start to internalize it. How is it going to feel as someone who doesn't have to think about losing weight? How's it going to feel as someone who's mastered their health and their behaviors and is now acting as the person who you've always wanted to be? And I know at first it's going to be a little bit of a stretch, right? Because you're not used to being this person. So this is, again, why you want to be in a good, calm state of mind. So you can really think, what is all the pleasure that I'm going to get 
out of mastering my weight and living at my dream weight in my goal body? You know, what are all those details inside and out? You know, of course you can focus on how you're going to look in clothes and how it's going to feel to look in pictures. Fine, you know, but internalize it and make it deeper. Start realizing how's it going to be to identify and live as a person who's in control of their weight, who's in control of their health, who's successful, who's made the changes and carrying them out now. How's it going to feel to be that person? Because that may take a little bit more thought to kind of connect to that because it's not what you're normally living. But so what we want to do again is we want to create this propulsion system where we have the pain behind us pushing us and the pleasure in front of us pulling us towards it. And to stay inspired, to stay motivated, you're going to keep on coming back to these things, you know, because some things may be painful now, motivating now, and some will kind of lose some of their power. But a lot of things you identify as the pain that you want to move away from are always going to be there. You know, for me, again, my father died at 54 of a heart attack. So for me, the pain of having a heart attack at 54, if I don't take care of myself, is a pain that's always motivating to me. And there's other pains that kind of come and go. And so as you go through this process and realize that you're in control of your inspiration and your motivation, really based on how you're utilizing pain and pleasure, you start to get better at being able to kind of pull the, the, the levers of your motivation and inspiration. Because when you can do this, when you can get yourself truly inspired, truly motivated, it makes the rest of the process a lot easier. Okay. And so if you don't feel motivated, don't force yourself to act and try and force yourself to eat well. Take a step back and really reflect on where is my motivation coming from? Why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? And get crystal clear on what your goals are. Again, the pains you're moving away from and the pleasures you're moving towards and get crystal clear on them. And as you continually do this, you're going to sharpen it up. You're going to gain more pleasure and you're going to gain more awareness of the pain that you're moving away from. And it's going to redefine the process for you because most people, what I've seen is they've got very superficial goals. They just want to lose some weight. They want to look a certain way, reach a certain goal um, weight. And it's not enough. We need to give it more meaning. And so going through this process of the pains we're moving away from, the pleasures moving towards and consistently kind of reflecting on those and optimizing them and tweaking them um, is really the way to start to take control of this this cornerstone of your whole process because the the motivation the inspiration that you feel is like the engine that drives the whole process forward and so if you don't feel motivated you should get excited about it because it's an opportunity for you to work on this and get good at it because once you're good at it it, it just again it does most of the heavy lifting you know imagine if you know because you know what it's like you've been on first days of a diet when you're really fired up imagine if it could feel like that all the time you know, it makes everything else easier. And it all comes down to this ability to really get crystal clear on what your pains are and what your pleasures are and to keep them front of mind. That's the other thing. We could identify them and never think about them again. That's not going to serve you. It's identifying them and then reinforcing them, reflecting on them, you know, internalizing them. So this whole process becomes about more than just losing some weight on a scale. It becomes about, you know, this deeper, richer pain that we're moving away from and this pleasure that we're moving towards. Okay. So spend a little bit of time and really reflect on those things, get clear on them. And I think you're going to see the results in terms of your motivation and ultimately in the results you get on the scale. All right. So yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free uh, to ask them, you know, any, anything you're thinking about, I know it's Monday here. So some people are kind of, you know, kicking off with their, their weight loss for the week. Um, but if you have any, any specific questions that is uh, hanging you up, feel free, feel free to ask them. Um, here but yeah the motivation i was talking about there you know it's so crucial uh you know because uh again a lot of times people wait 
you know, well, usually, like I said, most of the time when people want to lose weight, they're kind of like hit with a spontaneous pain-based motivation um, that they didn't necessarily plan for. But then they, again, they finally step on the scale. Or they finally go to the doctors. They finally see a picture of themselves. And that triggers, you know, this really unpleasant feeling. And then they, they take action. But it's, it's not a rage, but it's in this, this very emotional state, you know. And when you're really emotional, you're not, you don't have access to all of your resources, you know, when you get really emotional and that's where most people are, they're very emotional. And that's how you're kicking off your weight loss, but it doesn't last, you know, and not only does it not last, but it's, um, it's like, like, like you never learn anything, right? It's just, it's spontaneous. Like the moon's aligned, right? Like all of a sudden you're really upset and then, um, you know, and now you're taking action, but, but then all of a sudden you're not as upset and now you're not taking any action. And, and a lot of people have no control over that, that process. You know, so as you gain more control over it, it becomes, it's the ability to step on the gas and brake of your car, right? I mean, you're not worried about how fast you're going because you know you have control over it. And you can have a very similar control over your motivation and inspiration. You know, that's why I was going to say that. Um, let's see. Eilers says, at night, I always get really motivated, but once I wake up, I just forget until I lay down to sleep and I regret my day then. Yeah, okay. I get that. You know, um, we all have our processes that we do, you know, so you're, you're a step ahead here because you're, you're aware you know, of, um, of what your process is. So what I would suggest, and this isn't that uncommon, you know, a lot of people go through this. I mean, it's why in my program, the first thing we start with every, every day you wake up, there's a five minute hypnosis session you listen to exactly for this reason. Um, because we want to start our day off with that motivation, right? Because what's happening is you're going to sleep and then you're waking up and just not even thinking about it, you know? So what I would suggest to you is that you set some kind of reminder for yourself. Now, this is kind of a good jumping off point for me to talk about the conscious and subconscious mind. So, because this is the cornerstone, you know, again, as you listen to me speak, I, one of the things I want to dawn on you is that you really have no idea how to lose weight. And I don't say that in, in a obnoxious way, but I think it's important if you've been struggling to lose weight, I think it's important that you recognize it's because you don't know how to lose weight. Like, I know you know how to like, oh, I got to cut calories, or I got to stop carbs. I know you have like a, an idea of what tactics you should use. But, but having an idea about tactics means nothing. You know, it's like, I could look at a piano. I've never played the piano before, right? I can say, oh, playing the piano, that's easy. All you got to do is just hit the, the right keys at the right time in the right order. And easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could minimize the process down to like, it's the most simplistic thing. But I just succeed and sound like an asshole. I mean, like, that doesn't mean I can play the piano or I'm any path to ever playing it if I describe it in that way. And to be honest, with the weight loss, that's what a lot of people do. Oh, yeah, I know I got to eat better. It, it's like it's so vague to, to, to be almost meaningless, you know? What's really controlling your weight is how you're thinking, you know? And then it's your behaviors in the moment. And in the moment, you're in like a trance state all the time, which is my jumping off point again. So to understand how to master your weight, you have to understand your mind. Okay, and so I'm going to share something with you. If you've never heard me speak, you've probably never heard this before. And the point I'm telling you is that I, I want it, I want this to be inspiring. <laughs> I keep I keep kind of shitting on how you don't know anything as, as a means to inspire you because I don't want you to think like I've done everything and I can't lose weight. I'm here to tell you you have not done everything, <laughs> not even close. And um, you can lose weight when you do it the right way. Okay. If you keep doing what you're doing, yeah, you'll keep getting the same results. But I want to point out the main thing you have not been doing is you've had almost zero mindset approach to changing your weight. So, okay. So, so my world, it all starts with understanding you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain that knows you should lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. Your subconscious part of your mind is the part of you that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And this is the part that's literally controlling your weight 
through your habitual behaviors, um, which happen because your habitual thoughts and feelings. And so this subconscious part of your mind, anatomically, we're talking about the subconscious part of your mind is about 90% of your brain. The conscious part of your mind is about 10%. And those statistics bear out in terms of which one's way more in control. It's your subconscious mind. And so usually when people try and lose weight, they've got their subconscious patterns of eating, their subconscious programming that runs automatically, right? You don't need to remind yourself of the ice cream at night or, or you know, your bad eating habits. They just happen automatically. And so when you go on a diet, what happens is you use your conscious mind, your willpower to fight against your subconscious programming. Right. So you say, oh, I'm not going to eat ice cream tonight. And then you, you, you think about ice cream. You say, oh, it's time to have ice cream. And then this part comes, no, no, we're not doing that. We're, we're, we're trying to lose weight here. We're trying to lose weight. And you're trying to fight it. Right. And usually this will last for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. And then you get tired, bored, distracted. Your willpower disappears. What happens? You go right back to acting like you always did. Right. Because <laughs> your subconscious mind never changed. So, okay. So it, it, the thing about understanding the subconscious mind, it's not logical and rational. Right. If it was, life would be easy. Um, but it just associates things together. And so notice, Ehlers, that, that you have kind of a similar pattern here. And um, you're not remembering to do it. You're just doing it automatically, right? Just automatically. You get excited at night thinking about it. Then the next morning you wake up, forget about it until the next night, right? So it's just an automated pattern you have. So when we want to change automated, automated behaviors and subconscious programming, we don't want to put it on the conscious mind. We don't want to remember. I'm not going to sit here and say, Ehlers, oh, no, no, just remember tomorrow morning to get motivated. That, that would be that'd be pointless, you know? So what I would suggest, you start thinking more strategically. What's a way that you can, the first step would be to trigger yourself to think about being motivated in the morning. And one of the easiest things to do with that is kind of habit stacking. So like, let's say you brush your teeth every morning. What I'd suggest you take like a little ribbon or string and you tie it to the toothbrush and that little string or ribbon becomes a trigger for you to remember the reasons why you want to lose weight and why you want to eat better. Okay. So again, that's just a first step just to start to bring the nighttime ailers into the morning. Right. And that's the first step. Obviously you just keep growing and, and developing, but you can see how that approach, it, it works with your mind as opposed to just saying, oh, consciously you're going to remember this. Because you ain't going to remember consciously. You never do, you know? So, uh, th that's just kind of an example of how to approach it a little differently. Um, Ayla says, just get up and do it. You'll never regret a workout. There, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying and I know the intention's good, but just get up and do it is, um, again, you know, th that's where I, I kind of fill in a unique area with weight loss because basically when it comes to weight loss, what you're getting a steady diet of is people telling you what to do, right? Everyone's just telling you what to do. And that's how you can know if a diet's going to work or not for you. If the diet's just saying, here's the meal plan, here's the strategy, don't eat carbs, um, don't eat for 16 hours, see you later. Right. And, and that's what pretty much every single diet and workout program is doing. They're just telling you what to do. Listen, your problem isn't that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it consistently. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, it's about changing your behavior in a practical way. And no one ever talks. I don't I don't never see it. You know, I really don't. I'd have to create all this stuff on my own. I've been doing this 20 years, done over 5000 private weight loss sessions because I, I had to create a lot of this. I read a lot. Of, you know, I study a lot of stuff. Cause no one's out there talking about this really, you know, like who's, who's teaching you mindset to eat better, you know? And so, you know, again, it's easy to know what to do. It's hard to get ourselves to do it consistently. And, and that's one of the things that I help people with. Um, yeah. Ehlers says it's not the sports. It's what I eat. Yeah. Um, it's many factors causing these problems, mostly a bad mindset. Yeah. It's always the mindset's always at the core of it. Um, think to yourself, what would a goal weight pound person eat? Hope that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. But again, remember, you're not going to remember that in the morning. I mean, you got a pattern. We're, listen, all of us are on autopilot most of the time. 
we're not con we're not these conscious mindful present aware beings always making logical decisions we're basically just on an autopilot doing what we've done <laughs> you know if that makes sense and so for Eilers, it's waking up in the morning and literally like being a different person so in the program we always talk about like being in eating trances you know um and being multiple personalities because do you not agree that you're like there's different versions of you right <laughs> for Eilers makes it real clear but we all know this that the, the more usually it's flipped around though um usually morning us is really motivated and fired up and nighttime us is the one that's eating and snacking and everything you know so um but, but regardless, there, there's different versions of us in different situations because how our subconscious mind works is environmental factors cue us to go into certain trances, right? So you'll notice if you look at your overeating or your snacking or your binge or whatever the, the problem behaviors are, you're going to notice that they show up in the same situations, right? Most likely you're not snacking all day long. It's in the afternoon or at night or, or both, you know? And so there's very specific patterns that are governing your eating behaviors and ultimately your weight. And it's recognizing those patterns and realizing that these patterns aren't because you're consciously making choices the whole day. It's estimated you make over 200 choices, food choices a day, every day. And um, almost all of those are subconscious. You know, so most, another way to put it is your weight is subconscious. It's run by your subconscious mind. And so instead of trying to fight against it consciously, which is pretty much the dieting approach, right? You're going to micromanage, you're going to use your willpower to change your behavior. And what's it feel like? It feels like you're fighting against yourself, right? Because you are, you're consciously trying to restrict and fight against your subconscious mind. And so I, this is never going to work because your subconscious mind is infinitely more powerful than your conscious mind. This is why you could, you could go on a diet for six months or a year and then get off track and go right back to eating how you did. Nothing changed because nothing changed. <laughs> you were just fighting against your subconscious programming. And so in my program, we, we reprogram the subconscious mind, install new programs that keep you at your goal weight, that run automatically. You know, I've been at the same way for 30 years and um, I don't, I'm not dieting. I'm not counting calories. You know, I'm not even thinking, I'm, I, I do think about it, like it, it's on my mind because I'm always tweaking and optimizing things, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not like this dieter is always just thinking about food and calories and weighing myself and all this. I'm just living my life because I've programmed in behaviors that keep me in my goal weight. I hope that makes sense. Anyone can do that, you know, <laughs> because think about it. If you're like, if you're not fighting like to lose weight, right? If you're not dieting or doing some plan to lose weight and you're just kind of living life, like you, you have kind of a, a, a weight kind of set point, right? It's like, it doesn't just keep going up and up and up and up and up and up. Like it might go up kind of like four or five pounds every year, maybe, but it doesn't just keep going up constantly. You have kind of like this weight set point. In my mind, I always think of that weight set point is primarily your self-image is how you think about yourself. Um, your weight is absolutely an inside game as Ulala said there. Um, even to the point of your set weight point, you think of yourself as an, if, if you're overweight and been struggling for a while, you think of yourself as an overweight person you know, and, um, it's important that you realize that, you know, it, well, I guess the way, the way I approach it, that, um, weight loss to me is an inside out process, you know? And so the first thing we do in my program is redefine who you want to be. You have to think about yourself differently. You know, I can't, you wouldn't believe this. You know, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Most of these people have lost weight at some point and put it back on. So well, what happened? You know, and it's always some version of, I didn't feel like myself. You know, so I don't know. There's so much about weight loss. that's internal. It's inside. It's in between your, your ears. You know, that's the big shift. And um, no one ever teaching this stuff, really. So anyways, yes, there is. Judith Beck wrote a book about this years ago, and that helped me tremendously. Yes, Judith Beck. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, and she, 
she's great actually you're you're right about that and um she is the daughter of uh i'm thinking it's aaron beck but he's the guy that started cognitive behavioral therapy you know so that's a that's a solid approach for sure so i'll give you i'll give you that that's a good one um hey jill yes because an evening after overeating it's like tomorrow i do it different than tomorrow's the same yeah and you know that there's a word for that i just made a video on this it's called false hope syndrome you know, where after you binge, then you think about that's it. Tomorrow I'm going to, this is how diets work, by the way. This is why you keep getting sucked into the diets because you eat like shit today. And then you, you go to bed thinking, you know what, tomorrow's going to, I'm going to start that plan tomorrow. I'm going to be perfect starting tomorrow. And you start imagining all the, the fantasy of, of you changing and transforming and losing weight and being the person you want to be. And it gets you all excited. And then you wake up the next morning, just do what you always did, you know? So, um, you gotta be careful of that. You know, that that's a lot of people are trapped in that for sure. You know, it's, uh, it's really true, but yeah. So, so, you know, you need a process to change that. That's why I always say like, again, with program yourself, then the, it, it's so different because there's a core, there's a grounding process you use. Okay. So a lot of people when they're dieting, it's very conditional, right? You have a good day. Great. Tomorrow you'll show up and, and maybe do it again. Okay. If you have a bad day, likes, right? It, it's the chances you do it tomorrow go way down, right? And so each day is really dictating so much of how you're going to, where you're going to end up. And so my program, it's whether you had a good day or a bad day, you keep, you come back to the same process, you know, which is the self-hypnotic programming technique that you use. It takes a minute or two and you program yourself. You do a redo technique and a rehearsal technique for tomorrow. And so what happens is if you had a good day, great. You reinforce all the good stuff that happened. If you had a bad day, you learn from it and you reprogram yourself to do something better the next time a situation like that comes up. <laughs> When's the last time you did that? <laughs> you know, because again, you know, with your weight loss, you're always building it around like, oh, today's Monday, right? So maybe, maybe you're in it right now, but it's like Monday comes and you're going to be perfect and you're going to be perfect on Tuesday. And you're going to be perfect all week and then you're going to be perfect all month until you get to your goal weight. It's like, I don't know if when I say it like that, it makes it seem ridiculous because that's what I'm trying to do. It's absolutely ridiculous that you think you're going to go from eating and living the way you've been. And especially, again, everyone is starting where they're starting, right? But, um, you know, it, it, uh, it it's just, it's so crazy. And But if, if it's all feeding into that false hope syndrome, you know what I mean? That's what the diets build their whole model around. And so it's this idea that you're just going to be perfect starting tomorrow so you get instant results next week. And it's just never going to happen, you know? And the sooner you can realize that, the better off you'll be, you know? And instead of starting tomorrow, instead of you starting your weight loss journey being perfect, start your weight loss journey being better and just keep getting better. That's how you'd get better and improve at anything in life. But you've been fed this bullshit, this diet mindset bullshit of the false hope stuff where, oh yeah, tomorrow everything's going to change. How long have you been thinking that? How long? You know what I mean? Like, and I get it. If you didn't know, but now you know, you got to cut that shit out. It's keeping you trapped, you know, let go of it because you're never going to do it. Instead, you have a better chance improving something tomorrow. <laughs> One thing. And the next day you work on that and add a little more to it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a process of improvement, but you're starting from zero basically. And you're going to slowly and systematically improve yourself and become a thin person. Instead of your bullshit, well, you start on Monday and cut half your calories out and be perfect. No, you're not. How long is that going to last? How long has it lasted you? You know, like it just makes me nuts. So you've got to see that. That's the first step to being able to change is to realize what you're doing is completely not working. And it's not you. It's not you. 
you know? It's you if you keep doing it, I suppose, after you hear this. But it's not you if you didn't realize this and you're just doing what everyone thought they're supposed to do. Listen, we've all had a lifetime of diet marketing at this point, you know? If you're watching this, your entire life you've been bombarded with weight loss marketing, you know? Always with the same bullshit methods of how fast can I lose the weight? You know, how fast can I get this done? And that, that way of thinking is keeping you trapped, you know? Um, can you talk more about the program you offer? Yeah, of course. Um, program Yourself Thin, right? Number one weight mastery program in the world. Well, it's probably the only weight mastery program in the world, but it's comprehensive, you know? So what it's really built around is this Program Yourself Thin technique, right? It's a self-hypnotic programming technique because your subconscious mind controls your weight because your subconscious mind controls all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, which control your weight. And so if you want to change your weight, you really have to change how you think, how you feel, and how you behave. And the only way to do that in a long-term way is to reprogram your subconscious mind. You're not consciously making your food decisions. If you were, why would you ever, like, think about when you try and lose weight. <laughs> like, if, if it were just a conscious creature, why would you ever, when you want to lose weight, why would you ever eat the wrong food? Right? Think about this. I know you go, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Addictions? Cravings? No. I mean, what, what, what do you think? If you want to lose weight so bad, what part of you is compelling you to eat the wrong food when you're trying to lose weight? And it's like the fact that you can't even answer this, or have no description of this is, is just evidence that you've got no shot in hell to ever lose weight unless you learn a, n a new way. Choke myself here. <laughs> I'm going to preempt this. One time I was doing these lives and I almost died <laughs> coughing and choking. Not letting that happen again. Um, so anyways, yeah, back to my program. So the, so the main part of the program is you're reprogramming your subconscious mind um, so that you can master your weight. And, um, so the cornerstone of the program is this, this self-hypnotic programming technique you do at night. And you, again, it's a redo technique so you can learn from your mistakes. Because that's the point. You're going to make lots of mistakes forever. And so you need a process to learn from them. Not this fucking fantasy that you're going to be perfect someday. Some Monday you're just going to be perfect from that point forward. You've got to stop that. And you have to be more practical and real. You're going to make mistakes. So what you need is a process to learn from them. That's what this does. And then it helps you reprogram your subconscious mind in a very important way. Because this is really important. You need to change how you're thinking and feeling and behaving within context. Okay? So you can learn about diets all day long when you're full and you're just overeating and you're full and you want to lose weight. But then once you get hungry again, how are you going to think like that person you want to be? And this is what no one teaches you. How, how do you be the person who wants to lose weight when it's 8 o'clock at night, when it's 3 in the afternoon? That's the secret. Okay. So that's a program yourself in technique, simple technique to use, but man, is it powerful. And then there's hypnosis sessions. So there's um, morning hypnosis sessions every day. You know, I deliver my program through an app on your phone. So every morning you start off with a message from me, you click it and you listen to your five minute hypnosis session, calm you down, relax. And every day it's a different session. I'm putting these weight loss mantras into your mind so that you relax and you start to think like a thin person. And, um, then at night, there's a sleep gnosis session, which is 10 minutes if you want to use that as well. So you go to sleep thinking like a thin person as well. That's with a core weight loss mantra. Then there's weight mastery blueprints. You know, this is a workbook you go through and you fill out your mindset, lifestyle, and eating blueprint. It's customized to you. You, you fill it out based on your likes, preferences, lifestyle, environment. Imagine. <laughs> and so guess what? It's a lot easier to stick with this program when it's built around you, right? And then... um you know, there's like a weight loss, you know, hypnosis library. So there's a bunch of hypnosis stuff in there. And then there's coaching sessions every Tuesday and Thursday of coaching calls, you know, so I, I literally work with you personally, you know, and, um, you know, it's profound. It really is because the approach I'm taking to helping you change is so unique, you know, 
Um, I just, I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, 30 years personally. And it's just, it's a different approach to be honest, because it's not about weight loss. You know, weight loss is just a temporary thing for most people. Weight mastery is forever, you know? So it's about you not just becoming, you know, losing weight. I always say you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. My program is really a process of becoming the person you want to be. And one aspect of that is the weight loss, you know, but it's, but in addition, it's you feeling better. It's you having better relationship, having more energy, feeling better about yourself, living a higher quality of life, you know? So that's, that's really what it's all about. Are you into counting calories? Um, no, I don't like counting calories. However, I always say there's no right or wrong. There is only what works for you. So if you like counting calories, you go, go ahead and do it. I personally don't like counting calories, you know? So I think it serves its place. I think counting calories, I think is good as a calibration um, exercise because you, you may think like, oh, that's probably 500 calories. And I think it's a good thing to kind of measure it and see, oh shit, that's 800 calories, you know? I think that it's really helpful for, but me personally, like a life of counting calories would be miserable, you know? And it's unnatural, you know what I mean? Like it's an unnatural state of living, never in the world did we micromanage how many calories we're consuming all the time, you know? So, you know, I, I don't believe you need to count calories. I think when you change the way you think about food, you naturally start to eat healthier. And when you start eating healthier, you know, natural unprocessed foods, you tend to not need to count calories, you know, because you tend to reduce the calories naturally, you know, but that's my feeling on it. So if you like counting calories and that gives you, you know, that, that helps you succeed, then you go ahead and do it. But me personally, I don't like it. And most people I see don't like it. Um, Jill says, it's not like I need to diet yet. That's what I believed would help. I need to eat better. Yeah, there you go, Jill. Um, Victoria, hey, hey, good to see you. Hope you're well and have had a great weekend with your family. I did. I had a super weekend. It's, it was a great weekend, I would say. Um, it says, sounds really good. Can you share some success stories? Oh yeah, I got a ton of um, a ton of success stories. Go to my um, go to my bio and click that link and go get. I'll give you a free hypnosis session. Um, but then it, it takes you a couple minutes to send it to you, and, you, and I bring you to a page which is uh, three steps to master your weight. You should watch that. It's about a half hour. Um, at the end of that, I, I talk about my program and, and how you can get into it. Um, but on that page as well, there's a bunch of testimonials. And I interview people. So that's a big difference, you know. My, um, you know, my, my program, I don't just have the before and after pictures because those are, I think we all know those are mostly bullshit by this point, I hope. Um, but I actually talk to the people. I interview them, you know what I mean? So you can hear the transformation. You can hear how they, they came to it and how and what how they think about things change so much. And that, you know, those are the success stories. I mean, like it's it's just changing. It's it's hard to explain because, you know, sometimes we get so fixated. Every diet ad you've seen, every diet marketing, it's all about that before and after picture. And so it causes you to think about weight loss in a very superficial way, which is almost meaningless to you. You know, listen, if you're a 55-year-old person in a relationship and, you know, Losing weight is not going to, like, like you looking different is not going to change your life as much as you think it is. You're like, I'm just here to tell you that because you think it is, it's not. And that's why you don't have enough motivation to lose weight because it's not going to change your life. You don't give a shit probably. I mean, listen, well, I want to look better, right? I'll, let me bring, make it personal. So for years, decades, I was like, oh, I want to have a six pack. And it's like, I just never did it. I'm like, what, what's going on? I master my weight. I do all this stuff, but how come I can't get a six pack? And then one day I was sitting, I was like, you know what? Cause I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't want to put all that extra work into doing the things I need to do to get a six pack. Cause I don't give a shit. I'm a married guy who has my shirt off for five hours a year. Like, I just don't care enough. 
you know? And I think a lot of people are in that position with the weight. Like, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to be a model? Are we going to wear a bikini to the beach? Probably not. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's just like, we've been so, we're, we're like, well, like, talk about like hypnosis. You're in a hypnosis from all the diet ads. You know what I mean? So you can't even think about this straight. So <laughs> the success stories, you know what I mean? Like, I, I swear with weight loss, I was like, oh, how much weight did I lose? What size did they go from? Fuck that. How about they, they're like, finally, I feel good about myself. Finally, I feel like I have a healthy relationship with, with food. I feel like I can live this way for the rest of my life. I feel at ease. I feel a sense of freedom. I feel healthier than I've, I've felt in a long time. I feel at peace. How about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so those are the ones that always stick in my mind, you know, is the success stories that, that mean the most to me. Um, you know, we, we've gotten so with the weight loss, it's, geez, it's so superficial. You know what I mean? People are, we got 75% of the population overweight or obese. We've got weight related issues being the number one cause of preventable death. And we're worried about from our bathing suit to the, the beach. You know, I'd be worried about your lifespan. Um, you know, the Framingham heart study, the women specifically overweight women live 3.1 years less on average and obese women live 7.4 years less on average. So that's the story. You know, I was telling you, my dad died of a heart attack at 54, you know, I'm sitting here at 48 and I've been focused on this for 30 years that I don't want to die 54, you know, if I die, I die, but I'm not going to contribute to it. You know, like that's the story. You got to understand we live in an environment where there's so much money made off you being overweight, unhealth, unhealthy, and unhappy, you know, that what happens is they minimize the effects of the food. I always say this, it's like cigarettes. Think about cigarettes a hundred years ago. You went back in time and says, tell someone they're smoking, who's smoking. Hey, that's bad for you. They're going to look at it like, what, what, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, because the, the effects of cigarettes were always minimized. Even though you're you're inhaling combustible smoke into your lungs, but people didn't even equate that with lung cancer. You know, I, I don't know if you remember that. I do, because I went through the transition where you learned how bad cigarettes were. Well, anyways, we're at that point where we're always minimizing the effects of sugar, flour, and processed foods. People are, are getting type 2 diabetes. It's like just part of life. It's not. It's not. It's really weird to be spiking your glucose levels the way we do. Do you understand that? I always say this one, like if I took you and dropped you off in the woods and said, I'll give you a million dollars if you can spike your blood sugar over the next two weeks in the woods. I'll give you two weeks. Go knock yourself out. You know, short of finding a beehive, you're not spiking your blood sugar. Not even once, you know? So in a natural environment, you wouldn't spike your blood sugar more than a few times in your life. You know, those few times you found a beehive and ate the honey. That's it. And now in the environment we live in, you're spiking it five, six, seven, eight times a day, every single day of your life. It's wreaking havoc on your body. So never mind how you're going to look only. How about you feel like shit and you're going to feel more energized. You're going to feel happier. You're going to feel healthier. Feel better about yourself. You're going to live longer. You know, that's what, that's what we got to make this about, you know. I hope that helps. <laughs> if you fancy something sweet or chocolate, would you have some? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that's a crucial part of the process. So in my program, we use a 5-2 um, strategy. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Okay. It's just a general structure and you can work your way up to that. But the, but the goal is to have these types of days because I don't know, for me anyways, the fastest way to get me to eat like shit is to say, I can never have, I can never have another carb. I can never have sugar again. You know, that's like, that kicks the cravings off instantly for me. So it's so helpful to, um, know that, yeah, I'm going to eat clean now. Like Monday's Monday, right? So I, I kick my back into clean eating mode. But I know like on Friday, I can eat what I want to eat again. 
you know? So I, yeah, with sweets or chocolates, I would absolutely have some, but I moderate them. I, I treat sweets and, and I, I treat sugar and flour very much like alcohol, you know, where I moderate it, you know what I mean? I compress it. So I, I only do it occasionally, you know, cause I enjoy it in that space. But if I let it out of there, it, it's, it's not pleasurable anymore that the effects of it counteract that. You know, but I don't believe in saying no, completely restricting foods. I, I don't find that to be healthy or helpful in most cases. You know, what's up, Katie? Good to see you. Um, I've been eating 1200 calories for four months and I'm not losing any more weight. Um, yeah, that sucks because that's a, a lot. That's not very many calories, you know. Um, you know, here's the thing, and I don't know your story, so I'm just going to just speak in generalities here. But a lot of times when I see people cutting the calories down, they're focused on the quantity and not the quality enough, you know. So I don't know where you're at, but um, I would definitely – we can't just think in calories, you know. You, you want to be thinking about what is the food you're eating because there's a lot of ways that we won't lose weight, you know. I don't I, I don't, I, I hesitate to answer these because I don't know the specifics. You know what I mean? But in general, I see people cut a lot of calories down and um, four months is a while. So I don't know. I don't even know what you've lost though. So I'm gonna let this go. But, but anyways, I'll just get, get generality for everyone can benefit from is that um, we don't want to just look at cutting calories down. We want to make sure the calories we're consuming are as nutritious and healthy as they can be. Okay. At least a big percentage of them. And there's a lot of reasons for that because you could eat a processed food diet. And if you just cut it down to 1200 calories, you're, you're going to struggle because what's happening is your a those foods are triggering you to be hungry all the time. They're literally engineered in a lab by chemists to make you hungry all the time. So don't think you're smarter than the processed foods. You know, that shit where they say, but you can't eat just one. They're going to win that. You, you can't beat them on that. Okay. Just admit it <laughs> and uh, move on. Um, that's part of it. And the other part is that if you're eating a high processed food diet, you're micronutrient deficient, most likely. You know, your your body is literally starving for micronutrients, you know, because you're not getting those with processed foods. You only get those from, you know, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, legumes, nuts, things like that. So, you know, it's not, don't let it just be about the quantity of calories. That's a big bullshit thing that the diets and the food companies, and you all know the diets are the same thing as the food companies, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Um, Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns onions, pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's. Okay, so so a lot of where you're getting your information for weight loss is is skewed and wrong and misleading to begin with, anyways. But one of the big things they love is just to focus on the calories <clears throat> because it allows them to hide behind the calories and still sell you their bullshit. You're eating a lot of processed foods. It's not just like technically it is a cal. I just made a video on this. You should watch it. A calorie is not just a calorie. Um, like technically it is, right? If you ate 100 calories of sugar and 100 calories of fruit, it's the same thing. Or 100 calories of vegetables. It's the same thing ca that calorie-wise. But the calories of sugar is going to drive you to eat a lot more of those calories. Whereas the calories of vegetables are a lot more satiating and nourishing, you know? So so technically a calorie is a calorie, but in reality it's not at all, you know? So don't buy into that, you know? But anyways, again, I don't know all your details, but that, that would just be the general thing I'd say. Hey, Yvonne, I'm doing what you suggested being good five days and a few treats, drinks on the weekend, but now I'm I'm feeling guilty the next day after having treats. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And that's something you do so you can work through that, okay? Because, you know, part of mastering your weight is mastering your relationship with food. And that's going to take a lot of work because you've been in an abusive relationship with food. Let's be honest, you know, to the point that the big one, like what you're referencing is, is that's, that's residual effects of that all or nothing thinking. 
you know? And that's why that 5-2 thing is so important because it, it's so, <clears throat> there's so much going on there, right? So the first thing is with the five clean days, the, the ultimate goal being five clean days is that, yeah, you're eating clean. You know what I mean? You're looking to nourish your body primarily. That's the main goal. The two days though, you're using, you're looking forward to those two days. So you're never restricting, you're never depriving yourself. You're pushing things off to those two days. And then during those two days, you're, you're eating more for pleasure. But here's the key thing. If you do this consistently, what happens is you start to get good at eating for pleasure. This is something no one ever practices because you're all or nothing. You're either doing perfect with your plan or you're not thinking about it at all. And so what you want to do is you want to practice eating for pleasure. In the program, we call it minimizing the damage, right? Enjoying yourself, but not going wild with it. Because when you go crazy and you eat, you know, eat a whole pizza, eat all the, oh, it's my pleasure day. I can eat everything. Well, you'll quickly realize that's not really pleasurable. I feel like shit after that. So what is the sweet spot? Oh, it's two pieces of pizza. That's a nice spot. I enjoy myself and I still feel good. So learning how to eat in that way is one of the most important things you can do. And no one ever talks about this because it's always all or nothing, you know, but you need to learn how to live in the gray space. You need to learn how to go off, off um, your diet eating in a way where you don't go wild. You know, it's got a name for it. They call it the what the hell effect. It's the counter-regulatory effect. It's very specifically to dieters when they go on a diet and then they make a mistake and say, oh, what the hell? And then they go way off track, you know? And so it's like, you probably have a little ability to go off track just a little bit. So we're practicing on the two days, but then the big thing we're practicing is that after those two days, you're practicing getting back on track. And that's the most important skill that you're learning to master your weight because you're never going to be perfect. You got to get rid of that stupid diet mindset that you're just going to start tomorrow and be perfect till your goal weight because you're not. What it's going to be is a process of getting off track and how quickly can you get back on track? The most important skill you can master is that. How quickly can I get back on track? So with the 5-2 thing, we're always practicing that. Every week you're practicing getting back on track. And different things come up when you do that, Yvonne. So again, it's, 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 it doesn't, you just started doing it. So just relax and come to terms with it. Say, am I eating too much sweets on the weekend? Is, is it just too much? It's not the sweet spot for me, you know? Um, and what can I do? But stick with it and start to, again, what we're doing is we're looking to create some structure because once you have some structure, then you can start being more strategic. What most people do is they have some way out there plan where they're going to be absolutely perfect. They do it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then they just go back to what they always did and nothing. And they just keep alternating between all and nothing, all and nothing. We want to be all or something, and we want to get some structures down there so that we can look at a typical week and say, okay, I know clean eating. These are the clean eating strategies I have. Here are the pleasure eating strategies I have. And now they coexist in a comfortable way. All right. Let's hope that helps out. But great job testing that out. Good job. Um, just got back from cruise, 99%, very overweight, a shock. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's just the majority of people are overweight or obese at this point, at least in, a, in America, you know? Call me superficial, but I do want to feel confident in my bikini again. Fair enough, Vicky, that's fair enough. And I, I don't take that away from anyone, by the way, so don't, don't, don't misunderstand that. Like, when I, I joke about the, the bathing suits, um, and, and I, yeah, let that be part of your goal, but what I am trying to say, though, for real, especially, listen to me, when you start getting into, I'm not saying you can't want to wear a bikini when you're 50 and 60 years old. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you have to understand that all the diet marketing is really geared towards superficial goals. Um, and that as you start to get into your 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, there should be a shift in motivation from how you look to how you feel. Okay, it should start becoming more functional oriented, your motivation, 
right? <laughs> Let's <laughs> come on now. I mean, am I saying something crazy? You know, like because how you look in a bathing suit when you're 70, how you look in a bathing suit ought to be less important than your ability to get up and down stairs, um, you know, to be able to walk distances, to, you know, be able to get on the floor and get up, to bend over, to play with your grandkids, to carry groceries, you know? And I think that as you tap into that, that's going to be a more motivating force because that's more practical and useful in your life. Again, the bathing suit's fine, but let that be the cherry on top, you know? Don't let that be the, the core of, of what's motivating you because it's not going to be. It's an extrinsic motivator, technically, which is the weakest form of motivation, Okay, your freedom and independence as a human being is an intrinsic motivator and it's a lot more powerful. Hey, thanks for the weights. Um, so again, you want to get your motivation oriented correctly. Okay, um, it's really, really important. All right. So um, anyways, I'm feeling guilty the next day. Yep, yep, just got that one. Wow, great points. And the quality of life. My mother is obese, immobile, and miserable. Okay, there you go. This is what I'm talking about. Um, so you have to do this to yourself though, because again, the world is, the world is always getting us to focus on how we look, the, 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 the diet mindset, all that marketing. It's just about how we look. And I'm telling you, it's not enough motivation. It hasn't been, has it? So again, it, it's fine as a piece of the puzzle, but it's not enough. It's not enough. All right. So you got to get more. Some comments were filtered. I keep meaning, I want to turn the comment filtering off to see what people say. I'll probably I'm crying and leave it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do that. Jill says, yes, like how many apples could you eat, but how many crisps can you eat? Yeah, exactly, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Plus, you know, like even that idea, like that experience of why does eating a cookie feel the way it does compared to eating a carrot? Like that's a profound question, you know? And it's not because it tastes better. You know what I mean? It tastes better because of what's going on. The cookie has a lot more calories in it, right? And so the sugar and the flour and the butter in it, trigger your brain and body to realize there's a lot of calories in it and you release more dopamine. So you thinking it tastes better is really because it has more calories in it and because our bodies have evolved to sense calories. And when we consume a lot of calories, we start releasing lots of dopamine to trigger us to eat more of it because we evolved in a food scarce environment. So the more calories you eat, the higher your chance of survival. Well, here we are, same biology, but now we're in a completely different environment, you know? So yeah, you know, the experience of eating a carrot, there's less calories in it. And so it's just, it's not as exciting, you know, and there's other reasons too. I mean, it's hyper palatable to cookie and, and there's other things, but at the core of it, it's calories. Again, I just did a video on this one where they put tubes into a mice stomach. And so they're not tasting the food. Um, they'll put high calorie and low calorie solutions in their stomach. The high calorie solutions cause more dopamine to be released. All right. So, so it's not just a taste thing. It's a function thing, you know? And so understanding, I think it's helpful. Um, because it's all or something is my new favorite mantra. Yeah, it should be. That, that's a big one, right? And that, by the way, that, that I, I believe that's one of the core um, weekly mantras. So, so listen to that one because it helps really install that. But all or something is, yeah, that's the that's one of my favorite ones too. Um, can someone still lose weight on the five two? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because um, here's the thing: the five two is relative to where anyone's at, and people ask us all the time with the five two. Um, Listen, the first part of 5-2 is to just get some structure on your eating, you know, and because and you need some structure on your eating. So you don't believe this. I don't know. People don't believe this because when you start thinking about your weight loss, you're in a different state. You're in a di understanding your state's crucial, right? But like when you're, when you're thinking about your weight, like right now you're listening to this and it's a good chance you're thinking like the, the, the healthy person you want to be, right? You're, you're thinking in that way. 
now compare that you that you are right now listening to this to the you at eight o'clock tonight. <laughs> hey, chicken leg. Um, you know what I mean? It's a different version of you. Well, well, it's the same you, but it's a different you, right? So you're in a different state. That's the words we use. And so um, with the five two, what we want to do is we want to start to recognize what it's like to eat clean and what it's like when you eat pleasure and practice those things. And once you get some structure there and you say, okay, this is my clean eating strategies I use and here's my pleasure eating strategies. Okay, this is what I typically do. Well, now you've got some structure and now you can take a step back and look at it. And you say, so you live that way, let's just say for four weeks, you just five to it, right? Weight loss isn't even the main thing. You just want to structure your eating, kind of get, okay, these are my breakfast, these are my lunches, these are my dinners, these are snacks I eat. Okay, got, I, got, I got a general sense of what to do. Now we can take a step back and say, okay, I haven't lost any weight. Now, how do I want to lose weight? Let me look at what I'm doing here and let me be strategic with how I'm going to change my eating strategically. Okay. And so the five, two is just a, it's a, it's a structured way of setting things up so that you can start being more strategic with how you're eating. So for example, uh, a couple of years ago, I wanted to lose five pounds. And so my eating is very structured. So I look at the structured, oh, that's cool on earth, earth day. Um, I look at my eating and I say, where where are the easiest places for me to cut some calories out? You know, but think about that, right? It's so, it's so different than what most people are doing where on day one, they're just like completely changing their meal plan, right? It's, that's so overwhelming, you know? I, I just can't explain it. So, so yeah, 5-2 is just, a, it's a structure. And so if you want to lose weight, you just look at the 5-2 and you say, where do I want to cut the calories out? You know, and so you use it that way. Avon says, great, excellent advice. Again, it's like, you know me. It is like that, isn't it? People say that all the time. I do know, I like, I know, I swear I, I haven't met any of you, but you know, I know Vicky um, and I know Jill, but it's like, I don't know you, but I could explain your weight loss thinking more than you can. Because I, again, I fill in this very unique void with weight loss, which is the mindset piece. But I'm not like a therapist. So we're not going to talk about all your bullshit in your life and cry about it. We're going to understand where some things come from, but it's like, how can we move you forward? And how you move yourself forward is by thinking in new ways. And the way you think in new ways, a lot of times you're going to recognize the shitty ways you're thinking now. And so I am an expert <laughs> at the diet mindset because that's where every one of my clients have done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Every client I've ever worked with is coming to me with a diet mindset. And that diet mindset's always the same because we're all exposed to the same dumb diets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it affects us psychologically. The paradigms that we think in, the mindset you have as a dieter, it's very, very specific. And so I know all the stuff that, that's keeping you back. The diets want us to fail. Yes, they do. <laughs> You're so right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and play with your kids and grandkids. Yeah, that's the real motivation. You know, you need better motivation, you know. Um, what did Vicky say? I want to see that. Vicky says a slim physique is part of the goal. Yeah, great. I, I would want a flim, I want a slim physique too, by the way. <clears throat> but my my so here's the thing, right? So do I want to look slim in a bathing suit? Yeah, sure, sure, right? When the ba when beach season, when it comes time for me to go to the beach, I do, okay? But the rest of the year, I don't really care so much about that. But I want a slim physique because I don't give a shit if this is real or not. But 30 years ago, I remember reading about a study they did with mice and they underfed some of them, they overfed some of them. The ones that were slightly underfed lived the longest. I don't even know if it's true anymore. I don't know if it's real. I bought into that and I said, you know what? I, that makes sense to me. That's where I want to go, you know? So I'm, I'm not underweight. I'm, I'm right about BMI-wise. I'm right, right at the normal spot, and I believe that's probably the number one thing I could do. Um, I'm starting to understand more of the exercise piece of it, the muscle piece and, and some of that. Um, but the weight for 30 years, the weight, having a slim physique in my mind has meant living as long as I possibly can. You know, Now I'm adding more to that in terms of like cardio stuff and, and muscle. Um, but 
slim physique has been the, the very foundational core that I believed was going to lead to me living longer. So again, the same goal, I just wrap it up a little differently, you know, and, and cause I know if I focus on that, that's, that's motivation 365 days a year. Cause I want to live as long as I can. Um, and I also know that that focus 365 days a year is going to help me when I go to the beach, the 10 days a year I go to Let's hope that helps. Do you think exercise is important in weight loss? <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't think it's important. I mean, if you like it, you do it. But I, you absolutely do not need to exercise to lose weight. Okay, please understand that. Just had this conversation with a client who um, hurt her foot and said, "Well, I can't lose weight now because I, I can't exercise." That is not true. Um, what what all weight loss comes down to is a calorie deficit. And there's two ways to create a calorie deficit: you consume less food or you burn more calories. When you focus on burning more calories, it's a slippery slope because the more calories you start burning through exercise, usually the hungrier you get. Okay. And there's a licensing effect where you overestimate how many calories you burn and underestimate how many calories you eat. So, um, exercise serves its place, but I, I don't even recommend people to start exercising when they want to lose weight. I suggest focusing on the eating because that's the, the most impactful thing that's affecting your weight is what you're putting in your mouth. Like it's almost all what you're putting in your mouth. Okay. So you want to master that part. If you want to exercise, exercise for, for, you know, health reasons, um, but wait, I would, I would put all of it around what you're putting in your body is the primary one. That, that's what I say for most people. Um, I'm in my 30s, married with kids and already made the shift from how I look to how I feel. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. There you go. Good for you. Um, Jim, you've helped me so much with my disordered eating habits and changing my relationship with food. That makes me very happy. I'm really glad. And it just it, it kind of validates the thought that I had that I know until I got on TikTok, I never really had conversations with eating disorder people. And so um, I always knew in my mind that what I do could help them too, right? Even those program yourself thin, it's thin and healthy. You know, it's being at the weight that makes you the best version of yourself. And so I always knew, I don't really make videos because that's not what I, that's not my specialty, but I always knew there's a lot of similarities there, but I'm, I'm glad you've said that. That really makes me feel, feel good about myself there and what I'm doing. Every time I lose weight, I sabotage myself and slip back to a bad lifestyle. Okay, Rick, you're not sabotaging yourself. What's happening is you have your subconscious programs and you're trying to consciously fight against them. And you can do that for a little while until you get tired, bored, distracted. And then you, this goes away and you just go back to doing your old programs. Okay. That's not sabotage. That's unable to force myself to act different. Okay. And so what you need to do is program in new subconscious behaviors that keep you eating well, living well, maintaining the goal weight you want. Okay. But it's not sabotage. Your email sessions and all your free content has improved my life so much. That's awesome. I'm really glad about that, which reminds me anyone who's not, hasn't done this yet, go to my bio, click that link and get, get a hypnosis session. I give you one for free and there's a training right behind it. Three steps to master your weight. And then I send emails every day. So you should get involved with that. I mean, you should get the program, but you know, you should at very least get all the free stuff too. So, um, that'll help you. Do you have a book out? You have so many good points. I feel like writing down. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that right now because I want to get that out and um, help people read it. This stuff as well. Can I take 2.4 milligrams ounces? I know two is max. Uh, I'm not sure what that's asking about. Um, LOL. I love how Jim gets all the weights. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. Lunchtime with Jim. Hey, what's up, Don? How's it going? Working in that lab. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I work and care 20 years. All the slim ones move around and live longer. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. It, it, that's, <laughs> it's not a rocket science. It's just there's so much money made off us being overweight and eating all the shitty food that you have. You can't even imagine. You really can't. You can't imagine the amount of 
money and power and influence that goes into conditioning all of us that eating this shitty food and living this shitty quality of life is fine. It's normal. It's just, yeah, you'll be right. You know, it, it's just, it's just hard to believe it, you know, but it's literally killing us and stealing our lives and quality of life, you know? Um, yeah. Jill says, I've lost a lot of weight before. No exercise. Me too, by the way. I want to make clear. I lost 50 pounds and I didn't exercise at all. I did yoga, but I didn't burn more than five calories doing yoga. It was a very gentle yoga. Um, now yoga helped me lose weight because it made me very in tune with my body. But um, you do not have to exercise to lose weight. I can't stress that enough. Okay. Do you think intermittent fasting is good for weight loss? Um, I, I, I use intermittent fasting to lose weight and I didn't do it as intermittent fasting when I did it. I wanted to stop eating at night. So that just spontaneously turned into not eating from seven at night until eight in the morning, which I guess is intermittent fasting. Um, so I like intermittent fasting, but I do think how you approach it is important. Basically diets never work because diets are like one tactic and intermittent fasting is one tactic. So if that's all you're doing, you'll probably do it for a little bit and then not be able to do it for long. This is the experience I've seen most people have. Um, I think it's good. I think it's all right. It's a little extreme for some people. I think you need a mindset component too and a lifestyle component with it. But um, I like what it does to the body. I think it's a more natural way of living. But I think that it's the way you think about it that's going to dictate whether you succeed with it or not. You know, it's been my experience. Um, looking fresh. All right. Uh, I fell off the wagon and have hardest time to get back. Yeah, that's the hardest part for everyone, you know. It's because you never practice that. You never learn how to get back on track. Um, that's why my program, you know, the cornerstone of it is the program yourself then technique, which starts with the redo technique so that you can learn from the mistakes because you're always going to make mistakes. Listen, what in your life have you not gotten better at by learning from your mistakes? Like what, what in your life have you started and you were just perfect at it as soon as you did it and you just maintained that perfection? Please let me know. Because <laughs> I've never even heard of anything that someone just starts off and is perfect with, right? But then there's dieting and that's what you're expecting, you know? It's just bullshit. It's not true. You know, so yeah, you fell off the wagon the hardest time to get back because you, you never practice it. You have no idea how to get back. In my program, every day, it doesn't matter if you, if you, if you fall off the wagon, it doesn't matter. It's an opportunity to learn something really important probably, you know? So again, we look forward to the mistakes because it's the best teacher you have. Truly. I'm not just blowing smoke here. It's really true. And so once you remove that fear of making mistakes, boy, that changes the whole process. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Joe the Princess, you're looking slimmer, Jim. All right. Um, I've actually recently, but well, it's been, it's been six months of it. I, I did drop another five pounds. I, I drop, you know, I'm 50 pounds lighter than I was when I was 19. And I maintained that pretty much that exact same weight until about 11 years ago when I had my son, um, moved into a new house. I'm running a business. And so life just went bonkers. My kid didn't sleep good, you know? And so it was, um, it was a challenging time. And I put like, well, I put like 25 pounds on, but I quickly got it down to about plus 10. Um, but life was bonkers. And so I raised my goal weight, by the way. Imagine you can do that, folks, right? Because <laughs> I raised, the, the weight you want to live at should be relative to the best quality of life you can have. And so at that time, things were stressful. For me to really like get really into the calories and deal with all the stress, it would have been a lot of work to get that, that weight down. So I raised my goal weight for that situation in life. And since then, things have kind of mellowed out again. And so now, you know, I'm back to where I'm at. So, um yeah, there it goes, Vicky, right? Yeah. No, but I want to be clear that, that those, I wish those were my famous words, but that actually is an NLP presupposition that there's no failure, only feedback. But that's a big one in our program, you know, because it's not a big deal. Like, you know, the mistakes really aren't the problem. You know, it, what do they say in, in politics? It's not the crime, it's the cover up. In weight loss, it's the same thing. It's not the binge, it's what you do after. You know what I mean? That's what's going to dictate your weight. And you're freaking out about the binge because you're all or nothing. 
you know? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Your diet mindset is so fucked. Like you're, 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 you're seven layers fucked <laughs> with a diet mindset. I don't know any other way to put it, you know? Um, I'm not gonna go through it right now, but it's like, you're just, it's concentric rings of fucked <laughs> like, with a diet mindset and you can't see your way out of it. You know, that's why I, I do these. I do these just to give you some perspective that, cause it's the diet mindset. So it's so encompassing in our culture that it's hard to see outside of it. You know, so I try and do these and do all the videos and everything for free just to give you another perspective. There's another way to approach this whole thing. Like the yellow crack says, I like that idea baby steps. Yeah, of course you like that idea, right? Because that's how we learn anything, you know? And so with the weight loss, you realize, oh, my approach is, is overwhelming me. You know what I mean? Like the way I'm trying to lose weight is overwhelming me so that I can't do it for more than a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Statistically, 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. Uh, 75% can't make it past a month and 95% ultimately fail with diets, you know? So at the, with those shitty numbers, it's not you, right? I mean, when something's got that shitty numbers, it's not you, it's the strategy. It's a horseshit strategy. You know it, I know it, we all know it. When a friend tells you they're gonna go on a diet and lose weight, do you ever believe them, even for a second? Like, even for a second, do you believe it's going to work for him? Like, do you know what I mean? You know it doesn't work. And this is how you feel when you say, oh, I'm going to lose weight. You don't believe you're going to do it. You know, and that's the situation you're in now is that you just don't even believe it and you're stuck and you don't know what to do, you know? Um, so I got to get out of here. But what you should do, you know, if you're new to this whole thing is go get the session I give you, listen to it um, so you can experience what hip, you know, hypnosis and more importantly, the process of influencing your subconscious mind feels like. Because it's fun. It's fun. It's easy. It's effective. Um, and then watch the training. Watch the freaking training. Three steps to master your weight. Okay? Get a new approach. And um, then if you're really serious, go sign up for the program and, and, and enjoy. <laughs> get, get, get with the program here. But um, just recognize at least, watch the training and realize there's another way to go about this. You know, what you've been doing is not the only way. You know? Um, do it different. Jill says, I suppose best way, but weight loss... Weight loss to the side. Think about eating good food. Yeah, of course, for sure. Yeah. You really do want to make the weight loss secondary. That's the secret to getting great results. And that may sound counterintuitive, but but I promise you that's the secret. All right. Um, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Go get that session through my bio. Um, my YouTube channel is Jim Katsoulis, and I got some cool weight loss stuff there. And uh, the podcast, Program Yourself Thins on all the major platforms. Go listen to it. Um, and make sure you like it, right? Give it, give it a, that five star, however the hell you rate podcast stuff. Just, just say you like it and uh, that helps me out. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.